Orwell on the Isle of Jura, writing 1984. Orwell has a stature, and I am invoking that stature, that face, that grey face, that photograph, that stern 1940s face in the one photograph that appears everywhere. He's looking down on you because you're a half-wit. Or he's looking down at you as if you were a rose. He loved roses. Some of the roses he planted in his Hertfordshire garden still bloom. He feared and fought fascism, yet he planted roses. He knew war was coming, but he planted roses. And on Jura, he had a small farm. Orwell, who fought fascism and despised middle-class socialists, who moved to Dura for the clean air to get away from London and to battle tuberculosis, a man who fought fascists in illness. I am invoking him in this story. I'm invoking his musty, stale smell, his gravitas, his height. He was six foot two. I don't know much about Orwell, and I'm not sure I have the time to read about him right now. I have other things I want to read. Although I have read 1984, and Animal Farm, and Homage to Catalonia, and The Road to Wigan Pier, and Down and Out in Paris and London, and many of his essays, and I've listened to an audiobook of Keep the Aspidistra Flying, or it might have been Coming Up for Air. I get the two confused. Yes, he was tall, much taller than many of the men he fought beside in the Spanish Civil War. This made him an easy target, and he was shot. His description of being shot is astonishing, gripping, captivating. I like the fact that he took his name from a river, and that he could have been George Thames, or George Avon, or George de Warakeswa, he was born in Bengal, or George Irrawaddy, he was a policeman in Burma, or George George, there's a George River in Quebec. Go on, look it up, if you don't believe me. But here he is in my story, black and white George, or Eric as he really was, He's at his desk by the window of his farmhouse on Jura, puffing at a cigarette. He liked roll-ups, but we know he shouldn't smoke because he's struggling with tuberculosis, for fuck's sake. But puff he must. He's puffing away and tapping at his typewriter. Tap, tap. Room 101. Big Brother. Inventing names of TV shows of the future. But then his wife rushes in and says one of their goats has escaped and Eric rushes out after her and they run to the clifftop and see the goat below them on a ledge. But this isn't a story about a goat. Let's go back to Eric or George at his desk in the cottage, puffing and tapping, and occasionally tinging the bell and stroking the return lever like he's playing a cricket shot. A beautiful stroke. Fingers of his left hand, the carriage batters back, and Eric stroke George taps and puffs, puffs and taps, until he runs out of tobacco, or paper, or both, or you lose interest and stop listening. <laughs> 